Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is the fourth episode of season five of my podcast. We are halfway there. As always, thank you so much for listening and writing in. We are in the second month of 2023, February. This is the month considered lovely, lovely feelings. And it's Valentine's Day. So that's a nationally recognized holiday. It's not just about romance and sweethearts this year. Let's try to make it about a month for self-care, self-love, fostering relationships with family, friends, caring for others in our lives, or just showing our love in a courageous way. This story was posted February 6th in 2023. South Dakota has introduced a Senate Bill 192, which is an age verification bill to monitor visits to websites with adult content. It is the 10th state to introduce the unconstitutional AVS legislation this year. In 2022, Louisiana passed a law requiring the use of age verification on websites that contain a substantial portion, which is 33.33% of adult content. Websites must utilize approved age verification systems such as a valid license or state ID or any commercially commercially reasonable method that relies on public or private transactional data to confirm that a user is at least 18 years old. Louisiana's law has sparked a flurry of copycat legislation to be introduced in state houses around the country. Layman's terms, states are going to have the internet providers ask you for your ID to surf porn sites. This bill is already effect in 10 states. To learn more about Senate Bill 192, you can watch my last IG live I posted, or you can go to the Free Speech Coalition Twitter. This affects civilians more than adult entertainers. It is time to make your voice heard in and out of the ballot box. Let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you are not 18 or older, you should not be listening without your parents' consent. This is my second portion of letters to Jessica. Our first letter is from a male who is from Delaware. He writes, Dear Jessica, I am in a four-year relationship with a woman that I love very much. I recently met someone and it felt like it was love at first sight for both of us. We have the same interests and family values. Though we text and have had coffee twice, it has not gone any further than that. I feel really bad. What should I do? A four-year relationship and you fell in love with someone else? I think you know what you should do. I think you said it at the end. You just feel really bad. Um, I don't know if you feel really bad because you feel like you've wasted her time or if you feel feel really bad because the connection is so strong that you wish you had that same connection with her. I will tell you this. No love is ever wasted. And I know we live in a world where people are telling you that you have to be in a relationship and you have to stay with this one person forever. But if your soulmate comes along, you're going to have to make a sacrifice, right? And so if this person is your soulmate and you know for a fact that you love them, then 
you need to do the right thing. I always tell people, if you do right in love and you abide by the rules of love, then love will surely bless you. So it sounds like you are abiding by the rules of love. You have not overstepped your boundaries of love as much as you could. You are having an emotional affair, I will say that. If you are connecting with this person or having the same feelings that you felt when you first met your girlfriend, then this is an emotional affair. So you may want to wrap your head around that because I always say if an affair is an affair, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, you're still joining your souls together. You know what I mean? In a moment of love and kismet. So at the end of the day, the next step for you is to just be a man about it and be accountable for your actions. So if that means you don't want to sit and have that conversation, maybe write her a text message or um, give her a really heartfelt letter and maybe, you know, put what you really love about her. And then at the end of that, but I think the number one thing you have to remember is that love is very abundant. So just because you fell in love with somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lose love for her. And I also love to tell people love is also a lesson. So this person that was in your life taught you how to love and they also taught you what love wasn't. They taught you how to spot your soulmate without them being your soulmate and vice versa. So if anything, when you guys break up, just make sure that you do it in such a way that you both can be friends again or that you both don't feel like you have um, missed out on something. But yeah, I think you're already (laughs) made your decision. So now you just gotta tell the girlfriend. Thanks so much for the letter. Our second letter is a male in Ohio. He writes, Dear Jessica, I am in a dilemma. A few weeks ago, I had to take a drug test for my job. Me and my girlfriend are in a long distance relationship and don't see one another often, probably twice a month if we are lucky. The last time she visited, I asked her to use her urine for my drug test at work. I thought I was going to get the job and be rolling in bank. But the HR lady called me and said that I failed the test due to the results coming back as me being pregnant. She has said nothing to me about this. Oh my gosh. And we have used condoms every single time. I don't know what to do. Ooh, male in Ohio. I don't know either. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So this is some juicy tea for everybody. Um, So my advice to you is to remain calm as always and I would also ask you to check in with yourself and your feelings how do you feel about the fact that you found out that your girlfriend was pregnant via this way I would also tell you to deal with those feelings before talking with her but if this is someone that you want to have a long-lasting relationship with and you see this going somewhere you need to have the conversation with her and it doesn't have to be an angry conversation it could just be like hey I didn't get the job and then she could why not and then you can just go into it and then give her enough room for her to want to discuss it with you 
I think the number one thing with couples is that we all want a perfect relationship but the truth is the only perfect relationship is a relationship where couples can be honest with each other and still love each other through their flaws regardless um I will say long distance relationships are hard and they are not meant for everybody and sometimes we go through the motions and we forget that our significant other has wants needs feelings and sometimes twice a month isn't going to cut it sometimes a FaceTime isn't going to cut it sometimes you know we're human so we get weak so I want you to try to give her some grace because I'm sure there have been some asses <laughs> that have caught your attention while you were looking you know what I mean so I just want you to do that just put yourself in a mind space of I don't want to say unconditional positive regard but I want you to look at it in a way where if the shoe was on the other foot what if the shoe was on the on the other foot where she was working a job and then some girl was like hey I'm pregnant with your man's baby right so at the end of the day um, I would say remain calm and just speak with her calmly about it and then you guys figure out what you want to do and whether she wants to keep the baby whether she wants to have an abortion whether she wants to have an adoption always let her know that you're there to support her and that this is always going to be her choice okay thanks so much for the letter This last and final letter is from a female in Alaska. She writes, Dear Jessica, my baby daddy has taught our son to call me a bitch and now I can't get him to stop saying it. My baby daddy thinks it's really funny that our child is being disrespectful and he thinks it is humiliating. What can I do? Well, first off, I want to apologize for you having such a jerk of a baby daddy. I also want to point out you guys are probably not together and he is using your son as a way to control you and to abuse you and I know you're gonna go what but it's true um so what you're probably gonna have to do is you're gonna have to stop letting your son hang around with your child's father until he realizes that this is a form of verbal abuse as well as child abuse. This is child abuse. So once you have established that, you can also contact Children's Services if you like. But Children's Services gets tricky, right? Because next thing you know, they're asking you why you're letting him, let you know, why are you still letting the son go back to the dad who is verbally abusive to you and now is abusing the child? Because this is abuse. I want to say this again. This is child abuse as well as verbal abuse. It's like a combo platter of abuse. So if you don't want to go that route, you can go ahead and let him know. I don't think it's a good idea that you see our son. And then with your son, there are some things that you can do. You can let your son know that name calling is not okay. You can also not respond to him name calling you. You're going to have to ignore it. And with kids, they like to repeat, you know, over and over and over and over until it gets under your skin. Because, again, he's learned this by watching his dad do it until it gets under your skin. Right. So we're breaking a pattern. So when he does it, you don't respond. 
You can also tell him how it makes you feel. I think people think that children are just like little puppies or dogs and they don't really understand, but children are like sponges. That's why he's repeating this stuff. So if you tell him how you feel, he will hear it, it will soak in, and it will probably get to his heart because you are his mother. You will be the first woman that he falls in love with. So this is how you're teaching him how to love a woman. You're also going to avoid reflexive punishment. So if he reflexive punishment means punishing him because you're angry, punishing him because he hurt your feelings, punishing him because you're tired of that shit, right? You're not going to do that. If anything, you're you're solely punishing him on the behavior. If he calls you the B word, I'm putting you in a timeout for however many minutes, or if you call me the B word, I'm gonna go ahead and put some ginger in your mouth until you know you can get it together. And then the last thing that I think you could do is you're gonna seek professional help because this is again, abuse. And it is not a easy web of abuse to untangle. This is something that, again, your child is a sponge. So he's been soaking this up a lot. And so usually when a sponge has too much water in it, we squeeze it out and we get the excess out. And that's basically what therapy can do. And also it can help you to understand a little better about people um, who are narcissistic in their behavior, who are using coercive control, who are emotionally abusive as well as physically abusive. But my advice for you is please keep your son away from him until until he grows up or until he understands that what he is doing is not hurting you, it's hurting the child. I hope it gets better for you. Thank you so much for the letter. All right, Team Grab It, that's the end of my podcast. As always, thanks so much for stopping by. And remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.